have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I am Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the ill-equipped Glenn Stansberry. Just couldn't let it go, could you? Glenn, you know me. I don't let ever let anything go. He said, don't worry about it, Glenn. I got it covered. Oh, it's fine. Don't yeah, worry about it. It's fine. It's not a big deal. We all it's make fine. mistakes. I didn't say that. <laughs> Let's not misrepresent our conversation. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, Glenn brought over the uh, a beer that we've already rated on the MTS scale, so uh, we had to uh, pull an audible, um, and we but we ended up I think uh, I think in good shape. I think it, I think it'll be okay. I think this is one. I I, I was surprised this is one that we hadn't done uh, prior. Uh, the one that was in my fridge that we went to as the backup. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a shame we haven't, uh, yeah, rated it, it really yet. is. And it's, it's going to be a great treat for the mustache with scale computer. World needs to know. Um, but, uh, you know what else is a great tweet, 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 <laughs> a great treat. Uh, it's a little site called gentleman.com. Gentleman.com is a wonderful treat for your eyes, your ears, your nose, uh, it's got that new website smell. Your mind. It's a delicious little site. All uh, the senses full, come alive. Full of all kinds of interesting facts, figures, how-tos, how-to-not-dos, um, funny, jo- funny videos, uh, sad videos, things that'll make you laugh, things that'll make you cry, things that'll make you go, hmm. Uh, so stop on over to gentleman.com, <laughs> and uh, we, we'd be glad to have you there. Um, and once you do, you can stop by another little site that we like to call podcast.gentleman.com where you guess that you can listen to 135 previous episodes of the Gentleman Podcast in succession all at the same time. Rapid fire. Uh, we urge you to do this immediately. If you have not already listened to all 135 episodes, number 136 just isn't going to make any sense to you at all. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty obvious that's how podcasts work. Um, but, you know. Continuity. Yeah, continuity. We have a whole story going here. So, uh, anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, started episode one, right. and uh, we'll see you in about uh, seven months. Brian's back wall here is just full of like scribbles and doodles and like strings, storyboards. Kind of, yeah, yeah, strings. Um, <laughs> Who are we? Yeah, uh, but what anyway, does it mean? What does it mean, Glenn? Uh, and that's what you're going to be asking us when you have listened to all the episodes of the Gentleman Podcast, and you're probably going to need to get a hold of us. And that's uh, that's fine by us. In fact, we mm. set up a very particular way for you to do so. Uh, it's called a P.O. Box. Mm-hmm. And you can uh, get in touch with the gentleman mailbag at P.O. Box 442-305, Lawrence, Kansas, 66044, where we will get your letter. We will take it. We will put it up on the Hall slash Wall of Fame, which we know is the Hall of Fame. And uh, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll answer your question uh, that you have for us, and we will probably send you a little something in return. And uh, that, that greatly depends on the tenor and timbre and the tone of your letter. What? But anyway, Glenn, <laughs> uh, if you can't if you can't send a letter over the GM mailbag, which is unfortunate, mm. but I get it. You know, stamps are like what seven dollars these days. They're not cheap. Yeah, it's you know. Uh, it's I'm, not, I'm holding on to a cache of uh, forever stamps. Forever stamps. Yeah, I know. I've got a whole room full of them. Out there. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. Um, so. But if you can't do that, that's fine. You can get in touch with us via email at howdyatgentleman.com, or you can go to the various social networks that everybody uses, like Chidio, Hot or Not, um, what am I missing here, MySpace. Um, Nobody uses Instagram anymore. I know that much. Instagram, yeah. That one, Facebook's that, out. Yeah, yeah. Twitter. Mm. Yeah. Google Plus. Um, yeah. Google mm, Plus. Yep. Delicious. Mm, delicious. Yep. Uh, Google Wave. Yeah, just any of those things. You can write a doc on, uh, what is that, Google? A Google Doc. Yeah. Google send Doc. Send us a Google Doc, a link to it, and we can collaborate on it. Or a spreadsheet. Yeah. A spreadsheet. Uh, yeah, we could add. Yeah, we could, we, we could, could rate every episode. Probably, yeah, we yeah, could, yeah. We could work on a spreadsheet. We'll collaborate on that with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, so get in touch with us is the point by any means necessary. Um, Whatever it takes. 
Uh, but anyway, Glenn, that's neither here nor there. But what is here and everywhere is uh, the media episode, which is the drink of the week this week. Well, we've already touched a little bit on into it, Brian, that it was my week, and I picked out a beer that I thought would be lovely, and it is. But the problem is that we rated it almost exactly a year ago. Yep. The Smithix Red Ale. Yeah. Uh, fantastic beer. I don't remember what we rated it, but I'm sure it was high. I just had one. Yeah. <laughs> to uh, prime the pump, as yeah. it were, for the episode. Right, right. And yeah, uh, yeah so Brian, what, what, I'll let you introduce uh, a beer that needs no introduction. Yeah, so I, I just happen to be fortunate enough to have uh, something on hand that I don't believe we talked about before. Um, and this is uh, a little cerveza, mm. which I believe means um, delicious beverage mm-hmm. in, uh, in in Spanish. Um, this is a Modelo Negra, and it is you know the 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 Mexican beers always have they like the the lagery light beer and then the darkery mm-hmm. caramely uh, like they have two beers. Yeah, yin and yang. You know? Yeah. And I, I'm, a, I'm always gravitating towards the darker ones, and this is one of my favorites to uh, mm-hmm. have during the summertime. And it just got warm enough to start busting out some summertime beers, and this is one of my go-to's. Uh, so yeah, this is the Modelo Negra, and uh, this uh, this is one of my one of my go-to's. I like it quite a bit, but I'm excited to put it through the paces of the uh, MTS computer. Did you say pesos? <laughs> the pesos of the uh, the pesos of the MTS computer. So um, so anyway, um, let's. Uh, Let's crack into these, um, and I'll talk to you some facts about it. Uh, so apparently, it is it's seven ninety nine for a six pack. So it's a little, um, it's a little, little on the um, lower end side of stuff because normally we are, are, you know, someplace between eight fifty eight ninety nine. This is uh, this is seven ninety nine. I was surprised that the alcohol by volume is five point four percent. That's pretty good. Yeah, for a lager. It really, it's a little higher than normal. Is it a lager? I, I thought I saw a Belgian style. Hold on, I just had the website up here. Is a Munich Dunkel style lager. Okay, go figure. Well, I want. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's five point four percent alcohol by volume. Uh, we were not able to ascertain the IBU uh, IBU situation with this beer, but that's we're no stranger to that. No. Fortunately, we happen to be very skilled in this area, mm. and our beer sommelier instincts shall yeah. serve us well, and we'll be able to tell you probably more accurately than their website would have right. told you. Uh, what the IBU count on this beer is. This isn't our first rodeo, kids. No, we've been here before. Uh, so anyway, Glenn, um, got these cracked open. Why don't we uh, take a little taste and see what we uh, what we think of this thing? Yeah, Brian, real quick, I'd like to add, uh, we do have some other stats that don't normally come up. Oh, right. We are... Uh, these are some fine-grained statistics coming yeah. from... Yeah, all right. The Modelo website tells us that not only is it 5.4% alcohol, there's 173 calories in each bottle mm. and zero grams fat. So I, so I feel good about that. Yeah, yeah, it's good for you. Yeah, uh, and it's vegan. So oh wow, yeah. So this is like healthy across the board. I should just quit <laughs> eating my normal meals. I'm gonna and start just... drinking my dinner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Well, there well, you go. Cheers to health. I, I, I'm already rating it higher. Lakayum. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh yeah. I, I mm. already feel better. <laughs> oh yeah. I feel like yeah. Mm. I feel like I've improved my life somehow. Oh, man. This is probably the only thing vegans and I can agree on. I think. Yeah. I like guacamole. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. That yeah. seems like something. Avocados. It's like the, the, yeah. the, the, the tie that binds us. Yeah. It's the, what is it, a fruit? <laughs> it has a seed, yeah. So, <laughs> a seed on the inside. I think it is a fruit. Okay. We can all speak the language of avocado. It's a very fatty fruit. Yeah. But good fats. That's what you're... Well, there's no fat in this, so you got to mm. counteract that with something. Right. I need so some dip in the this chips here. And a big thing of guacamole right now. <laughs> this, I was going to say, this is if I'm going to have Mexican food, this is the beer I go to. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. It just works. It does just work. Okay. Mm. Works, works pretty well for me, Glenn. What, how's it work for you? Well, it's working. It's working fantastic. It's getting the job done. Good, good. So if you had to put a uh, arbitrary rating that doesn't matter to anyone in the world out there, mm. um, Glenn, what would you rate it as? 5.4% alcohol. It's cheaper than the average. Gosh, nice and mellow. Yeah. What would IBUs probably like seven? Oh, 10? we forgot about talk about the IBUs. Yeah. Um, I was thinking it would be between eight and eight and a half. <laughs> yeah, definitely single digits. I, I would, you know, maybe an eight point three. Don't hold me to that. Don't okay. Hold me to that. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know. Well, we'll do some tests later in the yeah. lab and right, right. Get the real yeah. number. 
Pretty low on the IBUs. Oh, yeah. Um, I like this beer a lot. I've always liked this beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've never tested it before. I'm glad I'm testing it. Uh, yeah. My sommelier, my beer sommelier instincts tell me that this is probably an 8.4. 8.4. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. I was going to go 8.8. Wow. It's up there. Man, this is a... This is a good one. This is a good, yeah. For the style of beer that it is, mm-hmm. I really like this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and the price is nice. Price is nice. Absolutely. This time of year, it's nothing better than popping one of these and pulling it back. Okay. For sure. Um, so, okay, Glenn. Well, that uh, that's great to know. It's great to know what we arbitrarily think. However, um, what is more important than our opinion of it is the all-important mustache twist scale computer. Right. This is the empirical, infallible computer that we built using machine learning, artificial intelligence, or AI, um, blockchain technology, uh, Node.js and um, no, ExpressJS, MongoDB, and <laughs> we're now now we're getting in the weeds here. This is t- very technical. Uh, I'm just yeah. Well, look, the, you, look we don't hey, get the technical yeah, details of it. Don't, well, yeah, don't give don't, away the, yeah, yeah. the whole recipe here, yeah. Brian. Yeah, uh, Node just takes out the garbage for the, just a garbage clip. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's really a complicated uh, system, so we don't want to get too far into it. But the point is, what we did was we created this. Uh, machine to uh, give us a actual rating that's empirical and infallible, scientific, mm-hmm. for every beer that we uh, we bring over and talk about. So anyway, Glenn, uh, let me type these facts back into the MTS computer, and we should have an empirical and fallible rating for the Modelo Negra in short order. So we said that the price was seven ninety nine, mm-hmm. which is awful nice. Mm-hmm. We said that the uh, IBUs were eight point three, maybe eight point four. That's correct. Uh, we said that the alcohol by volume was 5.4, ironically. And um, we also said that it's vegan. There's da- Dairy-free. Dairy-free. There's no fat. No shellfish. No shellfish. Um, mm-hmm. And it's certified um, gluten-filled. Gluten-filled. Yeah. Extra gluten. Extra gluten. Okay. Well, that should be enough for the MTS computer to give us uh, something to go on here. Um, I am... Hearing that it is likely going to be done in a moment, and I'm going to take one more drink of this Modelo, mm. and then I will go get the print off. Yeah. It's a good beer, medium bodied, with slow roasted caramel. It is. Uh, it's very tasty. Um, it's a good thing I just have to have some of these on hand. Well, all right. I got the. Uh, I got the report here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm interested to find out what the NTS computer thinks about this because yes. uh, we we liked it, but you know maybe it's not to the M- NTS computer style. Yeah, you know you never know. I mean, we're we're going off of gut instinct, and it's going off of you know actual science. Um, okay. Well, all right. I flipped to the end of the report here. There's lots of reading to do. If yeah. you uh, want a copy of this. Yeah. Uh, send a selfish ramp uh, stamp envelope yeah. with a uh, payment of ninety nine ninety five, and we will send you um, a. <laughs> no, we can't do that. We can't actually share these reports with anybody uh, because they're proprietary. It'll and be like you know FBI documents where it's blacked out, like all the <laughs> yeah. All the, there's can't see this. Can't one see sentence. This. He then seventy six hops. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Glenn, tr- yeah. trust us. It's very full of information, and at the very end of this report, like it always does. The MTS computer comes through with a empirical rating, and today it is an eight point six. Oh, a well-deserved eight point six, Brian. Eight point six, yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I'm kind of surprised by that, but you know, it's high, but it should be high. I yeah. do. You, th- you think it should be a little higher? You do. Hey, I'm not going to disagree with the okay. mustache Swiss okay. scale computer. That yep. it's, uh it's been proven to be absolutely 100 percent correct every time. Well, Brian, I thought we would, you know. Uh, with all the fake news going on today in the world, mm-hmm. you know, who knows if we're telling the truth or not, right? Mm-hmm. We have to fact check ourselves. Yeah. You know, we have yeah. to police ourselves to make sure yeah. we we don't get our, we don't get out of hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have a little site called Beer Snob that we go to to to, to kind of get a frame of reference on how they rate the beer. And beersnob.com has rated with over thirty four hundred ratings mm. the Modelo Negra a six point six eight. Out of 10, Brian. Wow. Horrendously undercutting the true value of this wonderful beer that we have just rated. Yeah. Uh, Brian, I, I, I know you're, you can barely speak right now. You're shaking with anger. Let me just, let me just throw a little uh, fuel in that fire. Here's what one raider had to say. Uh, he goes on, he talks about the, compl- you know, you know how this goes. Like they, they're very, you know, oh, yeah. it has a cereal grain and a, 
uh, uh, grainy, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So here, here's a sentence that really kind of uh, cheesed me off. Taste is very similar, but a bit of, uh, excuse me, taste is very similar, but a bit of that sour skunk taste left a little bit of an off-putting aftertaste that lingered a while. Skunk, Brian. I, th- I don't even know what to say about that. I, th- I, so Brian, I'm, I'm incensed. Yeah, that um, is a, I, you know, if you go to your local uh, convenience store and you buy a, a six pack that's been sitting in the sun for six months and then you complain about the beer, um, you know, yeah, you, you get what you deserve. That's right. That's right. Uh, but anyway, Glenn, well, we know what the real rating is for it. So it doesn't matter what somebody else has to say about it. That's true. And, um, Anyway, Glenn, so let's get into some uh, interesting posts from gentleman.com in the last two weeks or so. Good idea, Brian. All right. So, first up, we have a tack by the, the one and the only Tony O. Tony O posted a wonderful little uh, article. Very intriguing and very apropos to what we are drinking right now. Mm-hmm. It's titled, Budweiser Releases a New Beer Based on George Washington's Handwritten Recipe. Right. Now, it turns out that in this article at Fox News that uh, Budweiser has a new edition of the Reserve Collection and it's called the Freedom Reserve Red Lager. Mm -hmm. And apparently in 1757, George Washington wrote in his personal military journal his own recipe for beer. George Washington sounds like a really interesting cat. I mean, he's in in the military, right? And he's like, you know what I'm going to do today? Write down my. I'm, I'm gonna write down my. Uh, you know, I got some time to kill. I'm gonna write down a small batch recipe for some beer, and the it was man called had some priorities. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Looking, you know, death in the face, and he's writing how to make a yeah. how to make a bucket of suds. So to make small beer, he wrote this article, or he wrote this entry in his journal. And I'm not gonna read it all, Brian, but uh, I, so I brewed a couple batches of beer in my time, mm-hmm. maybe like three. Yeah, and um, it's very similar. He's got a lot of the same components, mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, it, it's very it's very in depth. It's very uh, intricate, and he's got he's got all the measurements. You know, strain out a thirty gallon, uh, strain out thirty gallons of water into a cooler and put in three gallons of molasses while the beer is scalding hot. Rather, drain the molasses into the cooler. Now, and this is where it gets very technical. Um, let this stand till it is a little more than blood warm. So, you know, I mean, he's in the military. He's probably a lot of, you know, he's around that kind of thing. A lot of the action, you know. Yeah. You got to go with the surroundings. Right. What do people understand? Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, Budweiser, they're having their own take on this. Um, the limited beer uh, is going to be brewed by their own veteran brewers. And um, so, it'll be interesting when this comes out. This comes out in the summer. But Tony O had a very interesting, excuse me, not Tony O, do tattoo. Mm had a, a comment on the tack. And he says, this sounds, on the surface, it sounds great, right? George Washington's beer, and they're brewing, they're trying to stay true to this and everything. But then uh, he, he goes on to say that they're, they're going to be brewing the beer with toasted barley grains and finishing off with a hint of molasses. Basically, they're ignoring George Washington's recipe and trying to replicate the flavor using other techniques. So, mm. I don't know, Brian. I don't know where I stand on this. Yeah. Well, I have a couple of observations about this. First of all, it's a great article. I was really yes. interested in it. But my question is two things here. First of all, how can Budweiser sell to another company and then some from what? Where are they from? Belgium. Belgium. Is it InBev? How can they sell to Bel- Bel- like a Belgian company and then become somehow more American? That's right. <laughs> in the last five years. Yeah. I don't know what they- they're making George Washington beers and those Belgians, man, they're uh, smart. Yeah. Anyway, um, and the other thing I was going to say was, man, if you're going to if you're going to call a beer America, right? You know, why don't you hold on to that name for <laughs> this? Because <laughs> right when you when you if if you call a beer America, and then people are like, oh, whoa, whoa, you can't do that. What, right. you know, and then you're like, well, it's George Washington's recipe. Okay, like, okay. Oh, right, I, right, I, right, my mistake. Yeah, I'm yeah. very sorry. That, sorry. Yeah, that. Oh, the guy in Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think, they, I think they missed the boat on a couple of things there. But, um, but you know, no one asked me. So, You know, I, I, we're going to catch some flack for this, Brian. I know you like Budweiser. I like Budweiser. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not... Mm-hmm. The first beer I gravitate to, towards, but if it's there, I'll drink it. It's it's Way fine beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, baseball games, yep. whatever. So I will try this. I feel like we have a we have a 
we're going to be putting this through the mustache twitch if we can get our hands on it. Yeah, we'll have to try to get a hold of some of it. Hopefully, it's not going to be too limited release. But uh, yeah, pretty interested in it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. All right, well, we'll do that when it comes out this summer. We'll check it out. All right, Brian. Well, we have another tech by uh, an intriguing member, Lachriv. Lachriv, mysterious Lachriv. Lachriv has posted. An article from Open Culture, which is a fantastic website by itself. Mm. Uh, I'm not going to say it's as good as Gentleman. Well, they've got a few things to you know iron out, but they yeah. do have some wonderful articles, including this one titled "Radio Discover the Musical Time Machine That Lets You Hear What Played on the Radio in Different Times and Places." Mm. And this is a very very cool. Uh, so we see a lot of. We're in, we, we like to keep tabs on the tech industry, new web apps that come out, new apps, yeah. just kind of see what's, what's going on around us. We're mm-hmm. pretty into that. And we see a lot, of, a lot of different things. This is one of the coolest things I've seen in a long time. And basically, it's very simple. You pick somewhere on a map, and you pick a decade, mm-hmm. and then you hit play, and it starts playing music based on that time period and that decade. Mm-hmm. So I tried it out. I did 1940s Iranian music, and it was, it was like listening to like I don't know, uh, public radio. I, it's hard to explain, but it's yeah. just it's just cool little like a Pandora station of mm-hmm. uh, an, an odd Pandora station. So yeah. found it very cool. There's a social aspect as well. You can follow other people, and I don't quite understand how yeah. the music seeded. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's a, it's like a weird Pandora thing, but not really. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I wonder if it's all open. Um, uh, you know, what I'm public thinking? domain. Yeah, public domain. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> I, David Bowie. <laughs> yeah, right. It was uh, Apple, when it was when I, when I tried it out. It was it was taking a little bit, long time to load, and oh. I was like, oh, I wonder if it's been shut down already. Uh. I saw. I mean, uh, I clicked around a little bit, and I think it's really cool too. I mean, the idea that we sat down here and you listen to 1940s Iranian music. I've never heard that before. Yeah, you know, I had no idea what what that sounded like. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So it's a really good idea. I just don't know where they get the music comes from and how long it'll be before they get shut down. Yeah. Uh, do you remember that uh, that web app called Mixtape? I believe it was. Yeah. That got really popular really quick. Yeah. And then it got shut down. That was it was pretty cool. I had a mixtape account. I yeah. tried it out. I really yeah. liked it. I was really sad. It was, is cool UI. Was it like you? Did you? How did how did it work? You you saved songs. Uh, I, I think it was one of those deals where. It scoured the internet for like files, oh, yeah, and it figured out songs. So like you know, it, it it would pull like a Kanye song off of somebody's website. Gotcha. That somebody had bootlegged up there. Yeah. And so then you could save it to your mixtape. Oh. And gotcha. then I mean, not that I had a Kanye song on my mixtape, but I'm just right. you know first name to public. Because your mixtape was all public domain stuff. I remember that. Yeah. 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 Of course you would never. No. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. So and and it was funny because the guy. The guy who released it was, had to backtrack and be like, well, it's been a good ride, but uh, <laughs> good luck, everyone. I'm yeah. out of here. <laughs> it's like there was no sale. There was. Yeah. He just had to like close up a shop really quickly. He's like, it was a fun experiment. But yeah. I'm glad it's behind me. <laughs> yeah. That probably wasn't very fun when people got wind of it. Well, anyway, we'll see what happens with this. Maybe they maybe they have some uh, way around. Yeah, apparently, apparently Radio... Radio is an app. Radio <laughs> <laughs> has um, an Instagram feed where you can look at album art of different places and just cool. just really cool little things. So yeah, it's a good idea. I'm glad people are building cool stuff like that. Yeah, and it's a good example of something that's simple. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to you know yeah. invite all your friends and upload your contacts and yeah. you know yeah. It's just a simple, fun little thing. Yeah, it's cool. I wish them well. All right. Well, uh, good post, Lariv. Well always, done. We appreciate uh, your patronage. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, <laughs> that was probably right. Um, <laughs> no, my it's apologies. good. Uh, so anyway, Glenn. Uh, finally, uh, we have uh, our good, old, esteemed colleague uh, Zamus. Oh man. Uh, and this sounds weird. And it is weird. <laughs> so it's not false advertising. This is called Frying Pan Tower Auction. Now, the, that's kind of a misnomer um, because what this really is is the Frying Pan Tower. 
It is a, surp- a surplus Coast Guard light station <laughs> located 34 miles off the coast of North Carolina. And it has been turned into a unique adventure bed and breakfast like no other. And now you can own it. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got this thing up to auction. And it's exactly how it's described. It's It's got a light tower on it. It's in the middle of the ocean. It looks pretty sturdy. The only way you can get to it is... Um, helipad, right? Helipad, helicopter. Um, I guess you could probably take a boat out there. Yeah, you have to climb up somewhere. I'm trying to look at the picture and yeah. see. Um, it has triple redundant communication ca- capabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, underwater helipad and internal motion detection security cameras it is very private and secure and off the grid <laughs> mainly because it's in the middle of the ocean um but anyway yeah I'll, I'll have to i'll have to link this up it's hard to explain unless you go and look at it but it's it has it's a how many bedrooms does it say it has it was there like a, there are five bedrooms or something five twin bedrooms three queen bedrooms a crew room with three twin beds a stainless steel kitchen a workshop storage rooms laundry recreation and two toilet facilities bro. yeah so it's it's a full service deal so they're calling it a like a bed and breakfast is that what they said yeah which is a real stretch because uh <laughs> it's an abandoned naval <laughs> yeah the, the thing that i always get a kick about uh, like, uh, the video that's the video that's advertising this thing mm-hmm. it, it's just like panning around mm-hmm. the outside and the yeah. beautiful views and the helipad and, yeah. like, and they get it's like a five minute video yeah. and four minutes and 50 seconds of it is outside yeah like various views and all the stuff and it's like okay so what's on the inside <laughs> they show a hallway and then, yeah they show a hallway <laughs> that leads outside but then they had a couple pictures on the inside and it looks like an abandoned roach motel <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, a floating roach motel. You know, uh, the first thing I thought of when I saw this was the movie The Thing. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. They're out on this remote military base. Yeah. And uh, people start getting knocked off one by one. I mean, you imagine sleeping in a place like this? I and- <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They said it's withstood three hurricanes since 2010, So, which is better than most of like coastal... Uh, That's pretty amazing. Know, it, it is. I mean, it's built to last. But so there's a couple. I had a couple observations, Brian. Myself, um, you're talking about the video, the promo video. About I think it's a little over halfway in. Um, the, so they're using a drone to film this on the outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, they, at one point, the that you see the guy who's flying the drone oh. uh, in in like the <laughs> shot, and he's just like looking up intently at you. All, and then the the you know the camera pans away, but he's clearly like oh flying i didn't even it. notice it yeah uh anyway but the other thing too so i i, I was you know i'm i'm a man about town i i, I might make an investment a, a bit on this you know or yeah a, well, i think know. it's up to forty two thousand dollars. well yeah so that's within my well no it's now it's it's beyond my budget now but uh the initial bid i might have covered which was ten thousand um and uh but so I was, I was reading into this and this is why you have to read the fine print because um there's a little proviso in here. Okay. And it says, The purchase of the light tower does not include the submerged land. Uh, the property will be sold at is and and where is. With regard to occupancy, the tower is subject to federal and state control requirements for submerged land. And improvements therein, however. <laughs> so basically, there's a lot of legalese about like, well, you get what's above the water. Right. But below the water... Not so much. Well, I, I, yeah, yeah. So I don't know how that works. Like, if it tips over or, you know, I mean, how... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so I backed out. I well, didn't put the bid in. Um, we're going to have to have our lawyers look into this to find out because we can't be hosting our uh, retreat at some place not knowing what the legal implications are. Right, which was which was what Zamoose uh, suggested That's in his right. tactics description here. We should have the initial gentleman uh, con there. Yes. Yeah, I, I believe that's that would be a good place to do it. I think so too. I was never a military man. Uh, I never went in the service. Um, I feel like this would be the closest I would get to it at this point in my life. Yeah, it could be. You're, you're a little past your uh, yeah military service prime. I don't think I can get drafted anymore. <laughs> I did watch Full Metal Jacket, or at least the first 15 minutes. Hmm. Well, I was pretty depressed. Okay, I didn't join after that. Yeah. Anyway. So well, um, that was the the story of Glenn's near military career. army recruitment. Um, anyway, okay. Well, I probably won't buy this, but we'll keep an eye on it. Maybe we can get it cheap when uh, yeah, when the next owner goes belly up. 
<clears throat> yeah, maybe there's a loophole in the contract. Something about, you know, you know, if, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to figure out this underwater, yeah. overwater. You we'll know, get you, our legal beagles on that. And Brian, you're going to be at the ocean soon this week, right? That's true. So maybe you can just paddle out there and check it out? I'll scout it out. Okay, cool. It's only a few hundred miles off the wherever you are. Yep, so. exactly. Already thanks to Moose for posting that. A interesting tack that we are going to get to the bottom of mm. and update you on in episode number 148. <laughs> um, How the bid went. <laughs> okay, Glenn. Uh, it's time for the Gentleman Toast this week. Mm. And uh, this is uh, the interesting situation that arose uh, that I couldn't help but say that this, this guy deserves a toast. Uh, his name is Ken Jeong, and he is a famous comedian who yeah. you might know from uh, Community, which is a, a series yep. on television. And then he was also in uh, the Hangover series, yeah. the Hangover movie series. Uh, a really famous uh, comedic actor. He's been in a bunch of different stuff. Yeah, but those are a couple of things he's been in. Uh, but he actually happens to be really before he uh, his comedy career took off. He was an actual physician. He was an actual doctor, which I had no idea about. But wow. he's actually a, he's actually a former real physician, and uh, Ken was doing a show in Phoenix, and suddenly there's a commotion in the crowd, and uh, it turns out somebody was having a medical issue mm-hmm. in the audience, mm-hmm. and at at first he thought that it was just a uh, somebody in the crowd heckling him, mm-hmm. but then he quickly realized that there was a, a medical emergency um, going on, and so he jumped off the stage. And attended to the lady who was actually having a seizure, apparently. Woo. And then there was an EMT in, uh, in the audience as well. And then they came over and helped. And so uh, Ken and the EMT stayed with the lady and tried to help her. And then pretty soon the ambulance arrived and took her away. And Ken jumped back on stage and finished the show. <laughs> and uh, somebody in the audience, uh, a Phoenix resident in the audience, uh, Heather Holmberg, was quoted as saying, It's a wonderful story. It's such perfect timing. Ken just jumped from the stage to help. And he was brilliant. He's a very funny man, but you are never able to see a side of him that, that's very compassionate. You often don't see that in, in comedians. You don't. Yeah. You, you don't. often don't find comedians that are doctors. <laughs> right. Either. Right. But, right. you know, I'm sure there's other examples of that. Like David Lee Roth. He was an EMT. That's true. And a genius, right? Yeah. Um, well... I don't know if I call him a genius. Well, didn't he, I thought he? I thought he did really well. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm getting confused. His dad's else. a very famous brain surgeon. Oh, okay, maybe that's what the connection. L.A. Was. Yeah, yeah. He probably picked up some working knowledge just hanging out with pops, and then maybe, maybe. Dad, yeah. can I ride the truck? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> well, anyway, Glenn. Uh, enough about David Lee Roth. Right. That's for another toast <laughs> or several. Uh, but uh, to Mr. Kim Jong. Oh man, Kim Jong. Yes. Cheers. Cheers! What what a well dude! Done, sir. Yeah, yeah I, I, and I, I I've seen The Hangover, so this is really hard for me to reconcile mm. his character yeah. being a, being a, I guess he's like a a, a real life Patch Adams, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, well, That's true. So the comedian. Well, anyway. Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, that means it's time for the uh, hot and buttoned topic. topic. Uh, and this week, Glenn, there's an interesting story that I uh, came across, and. The title of this story is called Puppy Stolen by Amazon Delivery Driver Returned After Bezos Emailed. <laughs> and I thought, it's not funny. I thought, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, what's going on here? Well, it turns out that uh, over in England, across the pond, mm. um, a guy was minding his own business away from his house. And he had some dog food delivered by Amazon, which as a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, but when he returned back to his house, it turned out his uh, black miniature schnauzer, Wilma, had gone missing. Right after the driver had d- delivered the dog food uh, for, for Amazon. And somehow or another, this guy put two and two together and figured out that his puppy had been stolen by the delivery driver. Now, well, I don't know how they made that connection. I was going to say, how well, do let's you... Just, let's just... Let's just get past that. Let's just say, okay, he knows for fact that that's what happened. Because mm-hmm. um, he tried to get in touch with the company to figure out what happened, and they wouldn't help him. And so eventually, as a last-ditch last effort, he sent an email to Jeff Bezos mm-hmm. at Amazon. 
And lo and behold, uh, somebody, I don't know, probably wasn't Jeff Bezos, but somebody got a hold of this email at Amazon. <laughs> they tracked the, the driver down. They got his dog back, and they took the dog back uh, to the guy, and the guy got his dog back. So And Bezos woke up the next morning and said, wait, what'd I do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <coughs> Amazon said that this is inexcusable and does not reflect the high standards that we have for our delivery partners. A spokesperson said, we take these matters very seriously, and this individual is no longer delivering Amazon packages mm-hmm. for that independent delivery service provider that we had nothing to do with. Right. Right, except employ them. Yeah. So apparently Amazon's hiring random companies to bring stuff to your house now. Yep. Which, yeah, I guess, whatever. Have um, you not had any 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 uh, maybe, randos? Maybe, I have, maybe during Christmas time or something I did. We get a lot. Really? If it's delivered on the weekends, uh, um, they're, they're always, you it's know. It's like some private contractor or something. <laughs> yeah, but they're, well, anyway. Um. Yeah, so uh, the, the interesting thing about this was a couple different things. I mean, it's an interesting story for one thing. Uh, but also, the thing I was thinking about with this is that it's, it's really cool that Bezos helped the guy out and everything. But I was thinking, maybe he has some ulterior motive for doing this. And, you know, I realized that Amazon is really getting into stuff like opening up your door mm-hmm. and delivering your package inside. Yeah. And... Uh, opening up your trunk of your car and right. delivering your package and all these trust scenarios. Right. Um, and this guy didn't have any of that stuff going on, but he had his dog at the house and the delivery driver just ended up stealing his dog. Right. So it got me wondering, I wonder how many other times this has happened. And then like that really begs the question of, do you really want some <laughs> random stranger delivering packages to open up your door and go inside? Brian, you know, you told me about this. I had to think about it. Um, I just pulled up a Google image search of uh, miniature schnauzers mm-hmm. so I get in the right frame of mind. Yeah, here. right. And my parents, the last two dogs have been miniature schnauzers. And <laughs> that's not been very memorable. Well, Brian, the last one. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't remember what a miniature schnauzer was. <laughs> I know their names. Yeah. Uh, I think Coyote's got the last one. Ooh. That's. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but 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 my point here, Brian. Yes. Should these Amazon drivers, you know, they 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 uh, if they're going to outsource uh, this this kind of you know if, if they're going to start you know stealing dogs, mm-hmm. well no, if they're going to start delivering inside people's homes, yeah. let's start there or yep. even in their trunks. Yep. There has to be some kind of screening. Uh, that should be going on with these drivers. They can't yeah. just be pulling. I, 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 and I don't want to paint with a wide brush here, but there is a clear difference between the delivery drivers that that, that arrive at my house during the week and the ones that are outsourced. Mm. And it's, uh, um, well, I mean, you the, can you can just tell like it's just a different like these. Yeah, when the people, the people that are, you know, professional. FedEx and, yeah. and UPS drivers are like lifelong career yeah. guys. Or right. They and, have to go through the whole... They have to work themselves up to the point to be yeah. a driver. Yeah. They have to start out at the bottom and yeah. get to the top, basically. Yeah. So it's a it's a big career thing to do. And I'm guessing that for the weekend kind of situation, it's like they put a post-it <laughs> note up at the... Yeah. You know, I don't know, the, the, the DMV local. or something. Yeah. <laughs> have a driver's license? Yeah. Deliver packages for Amazon. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, um, and I think that's how Amazon Instant. Uh, I, there, there's like uh, I know we I have friends that live in Seattle, and they they'll have like two hour delivery because oh, yeah. it's based in Seattle. Yeah, and I don't think it's normal UPS or yeah. whatever. I think it's uh, people, and you know, you and I I think can apply to be one of those drivers as well. Like, there's no background. Mm. I think you just have to have a. Uh, it's like being a Lyft driver, Uber driver. It's amazing how much we trust random people to do the right thing i mean you know yeah which on one hand i'm kind of okay with like i feel like people nine times out of ten are going to do the right thing Mm -hmm. you know but one time out of ten you know one time out of a hundred or whatever yeah you get your dog stolen right so so obviously brian i'm for this i'm for uh dog stealing well no brian i'm for giving everybody a chance to deliver my packages i see yeah that came out funny right i'm i'm for everybody i'm for 
I'm, I'm, I'm for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you are, Glenn. Yeah, you are. Uh, Amazon needs to get their drone thing worked out. Yes. That would just fix yes. everything. That would be, be better. I remember watching some sci-fi movie from the 90s where things were delivered over the internet. Like, they just kind of materialize once they got out of the computer. <laughs> Willy Wonka. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a, that. Yeah, it's that's, like that, yeah. Well, that's probably what they're working towards right now. Probably. Probably yeah. halfway there. Yeah, I'm sure. True robots. Yeah. You got the internet. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Okay, well, at least the guy got his dog back, and whoever d- did that <clears throat> lost their uh, lost their job, rightfully so. You can't go around stealing dogs. That's pretty low. It's not like the guy stole a newspaper off the guy's front yard or something. Yeah, I, I wonder I wonder why he was like, you know, this is a pretty sweet dog. dog. I mean, I need more responsibility in my life, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that. I don't know I what that like, means. I feel like I could be a good caregiver. Yeah, I make the good decisions. You know, maybe the dog was more happy with the uh, delivery driver. Yeah, I'm thinking of Ace Ventura. Yeah, you know the, the opening scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll never know. But you know, it's cool. Uh, Bezos got something done. If it was him, I would assume it's like some janitor at Amazon. I was like, oh, I guess we should call somebody. No, it probably wasn't the first time this has happened. Like, yeah. wait, I know which guy it was. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, anyway, also that ends well. Yes, he got his dog back, um, and it wasn't too controversial. No, but you're for it, and I'm definitely against it. Yep, that's how it is. Always. Yeah, that's how it's forever going to be, Brian. Yeah, you're not going to change my mind. I'm definitely against all these crazy delivery drivers stealing dogs. Who, who else knows? What, I mean, what else could they possibly be doing? I don't know. I'm for it. I don't know. Smoking doobies in my front front porch. (laughs) Taking a picture. Yeah. Can you get the Amazon picture of the the package on the front porch? Uh, Well, this is. It'll be. uh, It'll be great to see how this this shakes out. What happens with all this stuff? That's illegal in Kansas. (laughs) Not in Colorado. (laughs) Uh, Okay, Glenn. Well, that means it's time for the uh, the final segment of the gentleman podcast, which is the questions from the gentleman mailbag, and. we were we were we were talking earlier about uh, uh, Laura and I are members of a couple of monthly clubs. Hmm. I mean, they're exclusive. Not anyone can join. I haven't heard of these, so, so it makes but sense. basically how it works is you give this company money, mm-hmm. and they send you stuff every month. Mm-hmm. How do? Mm, interesting. Yeah, it's a different kind of concept. So- uh, do you do razors or no 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 a lot of people do that okay oh yeah yeah well it's yeah. yeah um we do we uh laura has a wine thing kind of i believe it's called wink wink I'm not yeah. sure okay um and then uh laura and i are both members of a site called stitch fix really which is like a uh it's like a clothing service where somebody compiles five or six things and they send them to you and if you don't want any of it you just send it back but if you want some of it, you can keep it and really? pay for it. Yeah. You can send it back if you don't want it? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It's just like they send you a bunch of clothes and you... How, and you. So, how, wow. So, I've, I've heard of Stitch Fix, but I've never known what it was. Yeah. Have you kept any of the clothes? Oh, yeah. A lot of them. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, you, you don't even have to go shopping. You just kind of no, hang out. I really do. Yeah. I really do now. Because get I get mine like once a month. And so... Wow. So. That's it sounds brilliant. like I'm doing a commercial for them right yeah. now. They're really not that great. Why aren't we getting uh, paid for this? Yeah. It's, they're really not that great. I mean, yeah. So I read this book. Um, I can't remember which one, but it talks about the psychology of sales and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a reason why, like, when you go, they gave the, the, the concept of, or they gave the example of Abercrombie, <clears throat> Abercrombie yeah. which is like they would, you basically, when you walk in the store, you have to walk around yeah. displays right. where they put the clothes out so that you'll touch it because... When you touch something, you physically hold it. You make a connection mm-hmm. that you don't get normally, and that—that's yeah. like you know, studies have shown that you're more way more likely to buy something, or in your case, keep something. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, do do you keep it, or how does that work? You just mm-hmm. keep it, and then they charge you for it. Or? Yep. Huh. Yeah, you know how much it is, and you just you know. But you're right. It's interesting. You try it on and everything. Yeah. So once you try it on, you see yourself in it. You know, it's much higher chance that you probably end up keeping it. And then you got to send it back. Yeah. If you well, don't want it. Uh, I do end up sending the majority of the stuff back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it would be really expensive I yeah. mean, to, to just keep stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, the stuff that I like quite a bit, I end up keeping. And mm-hmm. uh, it works out pretty well. Mm-hmm. works out pretty well. Uh, but anyway, yeah. It's it's not that great. It's just kind of fun. You yeah, know, it's yeah like, for sure. 
you know. And then you know, like you said, you don't have to go shopping, which I don't really like to do. So <laughs> don't either. Uh, anyway, but um, Glenn, we got to get to the question. Mm. Now that I've told my life story about all my <laughs> Shop, non-shopping endeavors, my, my secret underground um, <laughs> monthly clubs that I'm involved in. Um, but the, so this begs the question, Glenn: mm-hmm. If you could start your own yeah. monthly club, yeah, what would you sell and why? Yeah. Well, it's like a subscription service. I think it's more what would I really want. I'd be scratching a niche here, right? Mm-hmm. So, a couple that came to mind off the top of my head: sushi of the month. Uh, that'd be really that's good. That'd be that's, good. That's pretty groundbreaking because I don't know if if that exists. There's right a lot now. of limitations, you know. How do you keep it cool? Uh, how do you? Uh, yeah. But you know, I'm sure you could figure that out. Yeah. Uh, sushi of the month would be really good. Um, yeah, but 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 the one I landed on, and there's already something like this, but the one I landed on. Would be cigars of the month, right? Okay. You just have a service. None of this, you know. I don't want this. I'm going to send it back. Yeah. You just, you just keep it, right? You get the cigar. You're going to smoke it. Well, I mean, it's yours, right? Yeah. Right. You do what you want with it once you get it. But, but. <laughs> hey, hey, dirtbag! You smoke it, you don't. That's, I get, yeah. So, so. <laughs> Actually, no, no, I'm kidding. All right, so we'll keep the business model simple. Um, so, um, uh, where was I? Oh, yeah, okay, so there are things like this out there right now, except what they do is you they'll they'll lure you in. It's like, oh, uh, you get like you know, 2,000 cigars for 10 bucks. Okay. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And we'll send you cigars, but... On the surface, this sounds good. Yeah, right. Oh, this is... It's like, yeah, you know, the whole CD, like, CD it's only a dollar for 13. Yep. But then, like, you have to cancel, right. and then the subscription gets really expensive eventually, right. and yeah, you get a bunch of stuff you don't really want anyway. Yeah. So I would actually do, like, normal cigars. That would mm-hmm. be good. Boutique yeah. cigars. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I don't know, five a month, 10, I don't That's know. That's a good idea, because... Um, and you know part of the thing with the whole stitch fix thing is that they're 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 supposedly picking stuff out specifically, you know, for you. For you, like individually, yeah, supposedly, but I don't know how it works. You know, do you like send a picture of you or <laughs> you have? They have all this like all these questions they like that you answer about stuff, and then what's your sign? Yeah, what's your? <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, okay, but yeah, the cigar thing that could work. That could definitely work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. That's a good one. What um, about you? I definitely I know for a fact exactly what mine would be no question socks of the month socks of the month yeah socks of the month club uh, I is there not one already oh I'm sure there is oh. but I I, t- I I used to wear plain white socks all the time yeah I was just like you know uh, but then like eight years ago or something I started changing it up something changed and my the socks that I wear now are like all over the place they're colorful I've got some Edgar Allan Poe socks. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen. Got, I've, got, uh, I've got taco socks, <clears throat> just in case. Yeah, um, right. So, because you never know when you're going to need some taco socks. Um, but I realized that socks—they're uh, kind of fun. They're kind of fun to mess with, and no one really ever sees them. And if they do, um, it's right. like kind of whimsical. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, that would be my idea. Is I, I would search for, um, you know, not stupid socks, but like interesting different socks. That I would uh, provide all of my exclusive members with on a monthly basis. Well, that would for be a small fee. I would join that club, Brian. It's like um, I'll send you a hundred pairs of socks and whatever you keep. You know? <laughs> uh, we're not going to give you a box to send them back, though. Yeah, so, right. the box is like yeah. you know real tiny. You buy the first six, <laughs> and then you get them every month. Yeah, yeah. I still got to work out the details. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. Wow, I would, so sock, socks are great because it's something that you don't normally think about, right? Yep. It's sure. a nice surprise when yep. you. My mother-in-law gives socks every Christmas mm-hmm. to all her grandson or no grandsons, her son-in-laws. Yep, and um, it's you know idea. something. It's it's like a nice little fun thing that she does every year. And so I always yep. get some interesting socks. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was going to say uh, you were talking about socks, like nobody knows you're wearing them, mm-hmm. um, and, and if they do, you know it's not a big deal. I was at um, the dentist. And I was—I have this. Uh, my my mother-in-law gave me a pair of lumberjack socks. Like there's a big lumberjack like swinging. I don't yeah. know. 
It, they're goofy socks, but I like them. Yeah. And I was wearing them, and I was in the dentist chair, and you know they clean my teeth, whatever. And then they, the the portion where the dentist comes in and spends like five minutes looking at your mouth, and he leaves and he charges you a bunch of money. Yeah. Um, but while he was there, he's like, "Hey, how's it going?" I'm like, good. And he goes, "Hey, hold on a second. And he goes over. I'm wearing jeans, and he like rolls up my jeans. He's like, "Huh." Where'd you get those socks? <laughs> like, ah, they were a oh, gift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway, he's like, hmm, I like socks. Hmm. So I think, I think it, it, dentists. Yeah. Okay. So I got a market there. Yeah. 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 Very niche. Mm-hmm. Uh, dentists. Mm-hmm. Nosy okay. dentists. Yeah. Um, nosy dentists. That's yeah. a good. Yeah. That's a good question to ask. Okay. This is good. This is good. I'm getting some getting some good uh, market ideas. intel. Marketing, yeah. <laughs> Go door to door to dentist office. Yeah, with my pants hiked up to show my socks. Yeah. Um, there you but go. anyway, yeah, that's what I would do. I, I might do this. I don't know. It sounds like kind of a good idea. The more I talk about it. Yeah. Don't let me talk you out of it. <sighs> I know. Jeez. Okay. Well, uh, we got that sorted. So we got two di- two good business ideas mm-hmm. out of a five minute discussion. Let's go make some friends with some uh, Colombians or something. Help me with my tobacco some production. Cigar. Yeah. Hola. Pretty Buenos dias. <laughs> Pretty soon you'll have a whole uh, private jet operation going on between... Yeah. Te gusta modelo? <laughs> sí. Sí. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, and uh, I will... Um, I'll begin my own sewing uh, operation to begin uh, creating custom <laughs> socks. <laughs> Just <laughs> burn the midnight oil yeah. over the L. Like the foot pump. Uh, yeah. Whatever it takes. Yeah. Whatever it takes. Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, we got that all worked out. All right. So that was good. Uh, that was good to figure out. And it is now time for the end. Time has come. Episode 136. Um, so soon? So soon. So soon. Uh, too soon, if you ask me. Um, well, uh, I am off to uh, Key West, Florida for the weekend. So. I am I am jealous. Yeah. I will uh, I will smoke a cigar while I'm there. There uh, you go. In your name, Glenn. And uh, yeah, I'm going to take off for a few days, take a little vacation. Okay. Come back refreshed and ready for episode number 137. Clean up whatever mess I made, gentlemen, while you were gone. That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway. Okay. Uh, well, we will. Uh, so after our return from QS, we will be back for episode number 137. I'm Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Stansbury. Uh, see you guys next week. Two, two weeks from now. Mm. Thanks for listening. Adios, muchachos. <laughs>